Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Oh, it's never going to get old, is it? No, it is not. Okay, let's start uh, dreaming a little bit about things that we can't afford because... One uh, one of the things I was doing over the weekend to try and pass some time, I highly recommend that you do it, is to go onto one of those websites that lets you design your own gaff from the ground up. Right now, some of them are free, some of them aren't free, but you can there's loads of them out there. But it got me thinking: if you could just design the ultimate room in your house, your room to your specifications with everything that you wanted in it, you didn't have to make allowances for kids or you know the other half or whoever. It was just all 100% you. What would you put in it? So, Sasha, quickly again, yours was. Uh, I'd probably want a ball pit yeah. in my sitting room. And if you're talking about just one room, then on the other half of the room, I would like a hot tub slash sauna room. You yeah. know, like basically a bathroom that's been turned into a spa. Yes, a little mini home spa where you have like a yeah, jacuzzi and stuff to go in and chill yeah. out in. That'd I'd be nice that, as well. Yeah. I was thinking I would love like your typical man cave, but like I'd love his studio slash bar. So like a music studio slash bar combined into one. So t- oh, think yeah, get, like an old man pub, an old man snug, but also fitted out with you know, your your music equipment, your big fancy recording desk with your monitors and your big whopper speakers. And on top of that, I'd I'd have to have a pinball machine in there. A pinball machine would be great, actually. A pool table. I love a game of pool. I'm terrible yeah. at it. And foosball table. I'm very good at that. Yeah, I'd put in a pool table. I'd have the lazy boys, the big fat ones, uh, with the little secret compartments for holding things like uh, oh, your yeah. beer and your drink and stuff. Obviously, a little mini fridge. And then... Um, um, oh, you'd need Al Gibson on the decks. Yeah, that, that would form part of the studio side of it. You know when you see these absolutely whopper home studios? Yeah. That's what I spent all my weekend kind of doing. If I was building uh, building a room from scratch with unlimited amount of money, that's what i do. I'd build a home studio slash bar. Um that you go into and you just chill out you invite the lads over there you go job done be amazing a counter somewhere has to have a high counter with stools as well yeah you definitely need stools what else would you do obviously you need a giant TV slash cinema screen oh that's exactly what Gary's after saying here good evening Gary he said a cinema screen with a Playstation hooked up to it in a bar oh yes yeah that would be nice minus the Playstation I could do without that hey whoa 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 whoa. this is Gary's dream room Oh, we're shitting on a stream here now. No, I'm not, I'm not. That's your cat's job. He's entitled to it. But if I was to be coming over to watch a film, you know, that wouldn't be my ideal setting. But listen, you can watch uh, a film via the PlayStation. It has Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that in it. Yeah, true, but I could take or leave it. That'd that'd be ideal as well, actually, yeah. 
Um, you know, actually, as well, you you definitely need a fireplace. Think about the cold nights. Uh, you know, one of those big open fires, like the really nice ones. Mm. You'd need one of them. Uh, Mary has said, I'd love a room with a full-size pinball machine. I costed this as well, right? I think when I was down in, in Trebalgan, down in Kerry, used to go there as kids, they had a Terminator 2 pinball machine, right? And I was like, that was my first introduction to pinball machines. I'm not a massive fan, but they're good crack. Like they, They'd make a nice feature uh, in your room. Um, six grand if you wanted to get a, a Terminator 2 pinball machine. So I'd be like, rightio. It'll be on that. So uh, Mary has said, um, full-size pinball machine, a dartboard, and full setup, a cinema screen with cinema seats, and a proper yes. uh, Wolitzer jukebox. Is that the old ones from the diner? I'm pretty sure that's probably oh, yeah. the old school ones from the diner as well. Oh, that'd be nice. See, I'd be scared of the uh, the darts, the dartboard. I think it could ruin the whole wall. Yeah, you could definitely die. <laughs> Injure yourself a bit too much with them. They're really ah, dangerous. Ah, they're not too bad. They're only if you like put your hand on the dartboard and go, go on, have a shot. Yeah, but I'm mixing maybe a responsible drink with with darts and friends. Mm. I, I think it could go wrong. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think leave that out. But I like that idea. Also, you know, the flooring needs to be really comfortable. Do you ever go into someone's house that has like a rug that's really fluffy? Mm. If you had that, the whole ground. And on the walls. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> Rubbing the walls. Now I'm talking about not just regular carpet, that real fluffy, mm. soft in your feet. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. Uh, Derek has said a pool room as in an actual pool, like a swimming pool. Yeah, I could do that. See, I can't really swim. So it would it would have to not be deep enough for me not to be able to touch the ground. Yeah, it'd be like those um, hotel pools. You know, they're only like three or four foot deep anyway. Yeah. So you get one of those in. That'd be, that'd be amazing, yeah. I remember seeing one of the most expensive houses ever in the UK that went on the market. I remember years ago. Uh, you should Google it. I can't remember the name of it, but it was worth like 200 million. It was on the market for maybe something like that, 100, 150 million, I think. But it was so big. It had like 10 pools in it. And it had a, a secret pool room off the master bedroom that you could only get to via the master bedroom. So you had your own normal master bedroom and then out the door on the other side of the bedroom was stairs down into your own little pool house that no one could get to only and it was a decent size like 20 meter pool in this mansion like this thing was ridiculously big oh that's so cool yeah that'd be nice I love that or you know in a bedroom if you're using your your one room as your bedroom and one of the wardrobes actually opened out to a swimming pool slash spa <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm just hiding in my wardrobe. Nothing yeah, to see here. See you by now. So, uh, oh, listen. Yeah, that'd be so good. If money was no object and you just wanted to design one room in your house, that was all yours. What things would you put in it? Um, what would you do? What, what, what would be your ideal go-to room? Um, if you could build it from scratch, no holds barred, uh, no money ob- you know, no money obstacles, no money setbacks. You could just build whatever you wanted. As I said, uh, I'd have the you know, old studio slash bar. That would be my dream. Nice, professionally equipped studio with the big buttons, the big desks, PlayStation in there as well, combined with uh, a mini bar on the far side of it as well, or a proper, like, old man bar um, that you can mix it up with. So let us know. Oh, it's 767-97-104. On the way uh, shortly... Oh, it's just gone, 11 o'clock. We'll be doing... Let me just turn this down for a bit. Control-Alt-Delete is on the way. We're going to be talking about cannibalistic rats. Here's Lewis. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Do you play any app gamey things on your phone, by the way? Um, I play a golf app. A golf one? Thing, game thing, yeah. That's weird. It's called, yeah, it's, it's, it's just really addictive. That's kind of the only app golfing thing I'm, I'm using at the moment. Bar 
house party and Zoom, which I'm a huge fan of. But no, no, like games, no, like Candy Crush or anything on your phone. No, I used to be obsessed with Candy Crush. Like it got a little bit extreme, so yeah. I had to stop it. Um, there was another one as well that was out a monkey game that I loved. Right. So I used to play that quite a bit. But um, no, I haven't been playing too many games on my phone. Weirdly enough. Okay. But yeah, the, the golf one is really addictive. Yeah, I can imagine. So um, if you, if you're playing any new new apps slash games on your smartphones, you let us know what they are. Uh, apart from Candy Crush, which I suppose is, is old at this stage, but any new ones that you'd recommend, uh, 0876797104. On the way, we're going to be doing Control-Alt-Delete, letting you know some of the weirder, wonderful stories from uh, science and tech from all over the world. There's a very weird story about why a coronavirus, the coronavirus has now made uh, rats turn into cannibals. There's a lot of rats eating each other over in rat-infested places, probably here and probably over in different parts of the world. So let us know if you have any good app recommendations for your phone to help pass the time. We'll be telling you about the weirdest stories from around the world on Control-Alt-Delete next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Right, so we have a round of uh, the weirdest, strangest, best tech and science news from all over the world. I've got a, an app recommendation for you a little bit later on. So if you are using um, any apps or games, as you say, to pass the time in lockdown, let us know what has been uh, keeping you occupied the last while, if it's something new or old. 87 Okay, you have, uh, seriously, a Facebook on your phone? Yes, Okay, I do. have you heard about quiet mode? No. So Facebook have um, announced a new feature on your phone where you can block all notifications that uh, come out of your phone and come out of Facebook. Now, I know you can do this in most phone settings anyway. You can turn off the notifications so you're not distracted every two seconds. But apparently, what they're trying to do is now that more people are trying to work from home and everyone's kind of been completely disrupted and their days are all over the shop, they've introduced this new tool called Quiet Mode that you can get on the phone app. You can't get this on the desktop yet, but you can get it on the phone app that allows you to go in and you can mute the app's push notifications. So you can mute them constantly or you can actually schedule it. So you can mute the app's um, phone notifications from, let's say, 9 to 5 so that you're not constantly checking your phone or distracted by your phone every two seconds when someone is either messaging you or posting something, blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to make you a little bit more productive and reduce the amount of time that you spend on the app on your phone. That would be a very good idea, although I don't really use Facebook all that much. And... Anyone I seem to be good friends with also doesn't use it that much. So it would be more Instagram that I'd want that for. Yeah, well, I wonder if they're going to roll that out for Instagram as well. But um, you can do that on the phone anyway. If you're looking for Instagram to block Instagram on your phone as well, something that I use that I find very good, freedom.to. I think you have to pay for this. There may be a a free version that you can use anyway, but you can install this on all your devices, on your laptop and on your phone, and you can schedule when you can block certain applications, certain web pages, certain websites, um, so that, you know, if you're working at home, you want to be a little bit more focused and stop just being on your phone and scrolling on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or whatever it is, you can use freedom.to. Freedom.to, it's a little browser and a little app on your phone, and you can schedule, again, like 9 to 11, you're not allowed on emails, or, you know, 11 to 1, you're not allowed on any social media, and you can fully customise it, so I'd recommend that. But Quiet Mode is now a new thing on Facebook if you're looking for it. Um, Lads, this might be a great one. There's a new website that's just been launched called You Probably Need a hair, a Haircut.com. But I would say it is only for very, very brave individuals because what a group of uh, barbers have done is set up this website called You Probably Need a Haircut.com. And what it does is uh, it allows you to book a session with a world class barber for a video chat where the world class barber will guide you through cutting your own hair. That's 
brilliant idea. That is the most dangerous idea in the world. No, because they're going to take you step by step. You're not going to have to butcher your hair off or cut yourself in the making. But there's, you just follow what they're telling you to do. But there's one thing... Like, there's one thing, let's say, someone telling you what to do on your computer or whatever, step by step. There's a completely different thing. Like, I think you need certain dexterity in your hands and certain skills that you've built up to be able to use a scissors or a razor or a, you know, a comb or whatever. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself at all to sign up for this and to have someone say, OK, here's what you need to do now. I, I'd brick it. I, I'd make an absolute balls of that. Yeah, I think most people probably would think they would. But look, it's times like this that you realise that you can do things that you never thought you could do. And I bet you'd actually be good at it. You know? Uh, you well, have to give yourself a, a try. Give it a try. No, no, you don't. You can just become a hairy monster. But listen, if that's something for you, it's $18 they're charging. Anyone, anyone anywhere in the world can do this, by the way. You book yourself a session. You sit down, open up the old laptop, go on a webcam and have your scissors and your razors there. And they're like, well, what do you want? And you're like, well, I want a nice fancy fade or I want a nice two up the back and sides and a tight cut on top. The same thing I've had since I was 11 years of age. And if that's all you want, they will take you through exactly how to do it. But I mean, they will also say, they will show, like if you're living at home with uh, the missus or if you're living at home with a roommate, they will guide the roommate around your head as well to do it. I would just be, I'd be terrified. I mean... Would you? Here's the thing. Would you cut your own hair? If, if if hairdressers came up with this and said, "Here, listen, seriously, if you want to cut your own hair, we will put you in touch with one of our expert hairdressers, and we will guide you through cutting your own hair." I'd be nervous, but I would do it. Yeah, I would do it. My oh, hair. No. My hair recently has started growing like grass. I don't know why. Maybe it's a. Uh, maybe it's a lockdown. I don't know. Do you know what's Something. good for that? Do you know what you need to put in to massage and lather into your hair? What? Rainless goo. <laughs> That could work as well. So all the problems for your well, grassy, you stringy know, hair. Look, it's going to grow back, okay? You might as well entertain yourself, if nothing else. <laughs> but, I think you should do it. Oh, I don't know about that now. Oh, oh. Well, what are you going to do when it gets too long? Um, I just put You're going to have a, a man bun? Put in an annoying man bun like Crossy does, yeah. <laughs> Go, hey, guys. Here's my man bun. Woo. Crossy's man bun is lovely I'm when sure, he has I'm it in. I'm sure you think it is, yep. Okay. It is nice. Look, there's nothing wrong with a man bun. No, so listen, there you go. You probably need a haircut.com or if you are a Dublin-based barber, maybe this is something that you could kick off and you could do one-on-one Zoom haircuts where you take people step-by-step through the process of not butchering their own hair and making themselves somewhat presentable for the old video conference calls a lot of people are having to do at the moment. Um, This next story involves ship emissions and it's a rather interesting strange story because they found that the emissions from cargo ships that are obviously you know going across the Atlantic and the specific the specific ocean the Pacific Ocean and their emissions are actually changing the clouds along their routes in what way in a big sciencey way uh, they have found, they studied the cloud patterns over some of the more busy shipping lanes that are across the seas around the world. And they studied it from 2003 to 2015. And they found that over the shipping lanes, the clouds were brighter uh, and slightly denser. And it was a direct result of the emissions that were released by all of the shipping, the, all of the ships in those shipping lanes. Now, you would think that this is uh, obviously emissions can be a bad thing for the environment, right? And a bad thing for for temperatures, right? But here's where it gets a little bit more complicated and interesting. So there's something, there is an element or a chemical in um, the particles 
that come out of the burnt fossil fuels, right? And what happens is these, these connect uh, and, and interact with some of the water vapour particles in the sky and they turn out that they make clouds brighter and they make very, very bright reflective clouds, right? That's what they do over time. The tiny little particles wind up making bright reflective clouds and it sounds like it's a bad idea um, and might be bad for the environment and part of it, I'm sure, is but these clouds, these new clouds that they're creating actually reflect solar energy, right? So they're oh. reflecting heat away from the sun. And that's a good thing because the researchers from this said that without the cooling effect of these pollution-seeded clouds, Earth might have already warmed by 1.5 degrees Celsius. So, turns out that polluting the environment via these ships anyway creates really white, bright clouds that reflects back a ton of energy, which is in fact cooling down the environment. See, there's always a silver lining in this. It's always a weird one. It's a very weird, complicated one. But um, it, it actually has shed more light on what I didn't realise they're doing is they're trying to come up with ideas to reflect more of the sun's rays back so it'll stop cooling. So they're already trying to uh, manage and, for want of a better word, manufacture clouds. So there is a technique where they spray salt particles uh, in low-level marine clouds and that makes them more reflective. It's called marine cloud brightening. So over the sea, they've tried this thing before where they're spraying salt or type of salt and they're trying to actually manufacture and build more clouds to reflect more sun back. So it might actually lend some weight. It's obviously not confirmed. It needs a hell of a lot more research, blah, blah, blah. But some weight to the fact that designing, building, evolving clouds from emissions might help offset some of the heat we're experiencing. Well, that's good news. Yeah, it's not weird. Yeah, that is weird. Very strange. I never thought that would happen and... Uh... Yeah, well, that's good. So we don't need to give up oil. We need to use more of it to make more bright white clouds. Job done. <laughs> Happy days. I don't days. think they're saying that so much, but... There was another, yeah, actually, I saw another thing um, out of a, a study out of MIT last week, right? You know the way we've completely shut down everything? Yeah. And one of the good things was a lot of pollution cleared up from every country in the world. So the smog left China, the skies over Italy, the pollution reduced and all that stuff. Um, we only reduced our emissions by 4% according to this MIT study, right? And what we apparently have to be able to do is to reduce our emissions every year by 6% if we want to hit the global agreed you know, climate targets for emissions. So we have to reduce by our emissions by 6% per year to try and not have the catastrophe the environmentalists say we're going to have. This complete global lockdown has only reduced our emissions by 4%. So if we were to try and do 6%, can you imagine how dif- difficult that's going to be? That would be insanely difficult but because even in terms of people driving around, there's very few people that you actually see driving. Like if you need to go anywhere, now I don't need to go anywhere, but you're still going into studio for now anyway. So you're driving from there home. You know, you're probably seeing no one. Oh, no, there's absolutely no one. But I suppose more people are at home and households are one of the biggest. Got to heat, got to get electricity, got to get gas, all that stuff. But it just it shows how monumentally difficult it will be because you'd have to lock down the economy even more over the next five or ten years to try and hit those targets. Anyway, something worth looking at and thinking about in the future to come. But there you go. Ships are changing the clouds and those clouds are reflecting back more sunlight than previously thought. Now, this is a freaky story. This is a crazy story. The coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown it has ensued is now turning rats in urban areas into cannibals and they're eating themselves and their rat babies. Now, look, I am absolutely 100% against animal cruelty. Hate it. Do not 
you know, would never be back in that at all. I do absolutely detest rats, though. No they one cares about rats. Fear. Yeah, no, no one cares, cares about, rats. about rats. Some people do. Some people have them as pets. I hate them. So I'm actually very happy to hear this. So obviously what has happened in places like New York and New Orleans and around London, and I imagine this is happening in Dublin as well at some point, um, all the restaurants have shut down here and, and abroad. All the diners have shut down. And what that's meant is that the rats, their whole entire like ecosystem, they were living off the food that was dumped in bins and the food that was wind up going on the ground. So now there's none. So they have no food and they have no way to feed themselves and eat. So they're going insane and they're eating each other. Well, look, I mean, if they're eating each other, brilliant. You know, I would hate to think that people were going around killing them. That would be awful. But if they're going to eat themselves, fantastic. Another silver lining to the global yeah, pandemic. I the rats are eating themselves. Hashtag rats out. I just thought that was freaky. Like they literally have no more food anymore and they're turning on each other um, oh, and they're being destroyed. Uh, yeah, they're, they're eating would themselves. Would they not just... now? See, I'm getting anxious thinking about rats now. Would they not just be w- walking around people's gardens? People are staying in, obviously. So they're eating more probably at home so their bins are fuller. And if they just hang around our bins... They'd be fed pretty pretty well. But I suppose if you're in New York City, the rats are nowhere near like residential homes. Yeah, you know what I mean. That so. all the all the ground floor stuff will, will be around. Um, can rats not climb walls? I don't know if they can climb walls, but I I don't know how. I feel they can. I, I'm sure they they might be able to, but again, they were used to living off the food that was dumped out the back and you know, left on the side of the road, maybe someone's dropping a hamburger or a hot dog that they're getting and all of that is completely gone because there's no one in these cities anymore. There's no one producing food. There's no food waste. So the rats are eating each other instead, instead of the Could food. Could rats become extinct? Oh, bit of luck, lads. Bit of luck. God, maybe they will. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah, another story. They're using, uh, in a university over in Singapore, they're using Wi-Fi to check that people are social distancing. A uh, really interesting way they're doing it. Obviously, if you log on to certain routers and certain Wi-Fi in your office building, there's there's connection points all over the building. If you live in a, if you work in a big office, but what they can do is obviously they can tell which device you're connected to. They can get your geolocation, and they're using uh, the busyness of their Wi-Fi networks to determine whether there's too many people in a single area or and whether people need to kind of disperse. So they've started doing this in a in a university over in Singapore to see were people staying out of the university lecture halls, but were they congregating somewhere else? So maybe they left the lecture halls and now they're all going to the, to the bar, to the library, whatever, and they're able to determine by the busyness of their Wi-Fi network one, exactly where people are and are there too many people in the one area. So Wi-Fi is helping to uh, alleviate that problem. And then the final story, you might have seen this, but a Twitter user, he is a professional 3D scanning expert and he's also... A, f- a cameraman, he's a professional cam- cameraman, he's made and 3D printed his own face masks, right, in light of the pandemic coming out. But he printed his own face on the face masks. Oh. So he has made an exact replica, um, and the texture looks exactly the same, of his own entire face. So his eyebrows, his forehead, his nose, uh, his lips, his cheeks, and he 3D printed it to perfection after taking like really, really high-definition shots of his face. And you cannot tell the difference when this man is wearing a face mask and when he is not. Oh, that's weird. Oh, it's freaky. It is insanely freaky. Um, At Silver underscore Eel is his Twitter name if you want to go and have a look at some of these photos. But just, it just looks terrifying because when he takes it off as well, it looks like he's taking off like a layer of skin. You're like, what are you doing? Because you don't, you cannot tell the difference between his face mask and his actual face. Well, at least he's getting creative. 
Well, that's what you mean, yeah, because, you know, you still walk around, we're still, I don't, I don't think we're still used to seeing people with face masks on. Sometimes, you know, I know uh, Asian and some Chinese tourists used to always come over here and wear the face mask, kind of nearly part of their modern culture, for want of a better word. But seeing, seeing Irish people wearing a face mask is still a little bit unnerving. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, God, what's going on? But now if they just had their own faces on via a mask, tell the difference. that'd be fine. Everyone would be way more relaxed. And so, you know what would be great? If, you know those days, I don't know if this happens to you, but when you break out in acne because you've eaten too much chocolate. Oh, there you go. At least maybe your face mask version will be yeah. clear. It's like, um, it is like a... Um, it is like a filter, a real-life filter, if you know what I mean. It is right? like a filter, yeah. So um, that's that one. The final one this evening now, an app recommendation if you're bored out of your mind and looking for something to do. I downloaded this a little bit earlier on. You know the way everyone is uh, doing their gardening and being real fancy and being creative and a lot of people are getting work like that done out the back garden? There is you know a- what I was going, just before you yeah. keep going there, like people are going to have the most amazing homes by the end of this they're all going to be painted all going to be brand spanking new for whoever actually just for themselves because we probably won't have anyone over for a long time Mm. to be honest but everyone just seems to be doing up their own garden and their houses at the moment Um, it's going to be everyone's places are going to be fantastic after this oh my god what's going on Uh, so this one is called if you don't want to actually go out into the back garden and get on your hands and knees and dig up stuff there's a game called Gardenscapes which is a virtual a virtual garden thing where you go around it's kind of like Candy Crush it has an element of matching up different flowers pots and plants and then you build up enough coins to do up your local park or do up your local background or not background back garden so there's loads of different um, levels to it very handy very addictive and it means that you don't actually have to get dirty if you want to do a little bit of gardening so it's called Gardenscapes I love that so you don't even have to do your garden because you're doing it on your phone anyway that's all that matters, really. Yep. Um, we got a message in here from Alana. What's the story? How are you? I just downloaded a new game called Hypermarket. It's so fun, and I think I should be a retail worker. Uh, you clean up the store and scan things and organize shelves as well. <laughs> ah, that's cool. I'd love that, actually. I'm going to have a look at that. So that is Hypermarket. Uh, thank you for that, Alana. Um makemeacocktail.com you put all the spirits wine and juices whatever you have in your cupboard and press ok it'll give you a list of cocktails you can make with what you have oh that's genius that is genius I've seen that done with food you know ingredients that you've left in your kitchen and if you don't want to go to the supermarket what you can you know, make out of food and stuff um, but that's oh, a cool one. Yeah. Oh, that is great. So that's makemeacocktail.com and hypermarket I might go download hypermarket might be a bit of crack what was the one you said you have a golf one yeah, I have a golf one. Yeah, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's so addictive. Do you remember the basically, one? Basically, you can do a two-player as well. So you're you're just kind of at the side of a cliff and you're trying to, uh, you know, there's different um, greens that come up out of the ground, different levels. Okay, yeah. And you have to try and obviously get it into the, get into the hole. Um, Brilliant. Do you remember that game? Was it was it Paper Toss? Oh, vaguely, yeah. Was it what you just... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So to flick a paper ball into a basket and there was loads of different levels and then they were introducing like fans and wind and it blew it over. Was it paper toss? Am I, is that the right game I'm thinking of? And then... Um, oh, what I, was... I played a game called Bacon recently as well. What's Bacon. Where you try and flip bacon onto different objects. Oh. So it's like you'd flip bacon onto, it could be a bed, it could be someone's head. Uh, you can even flip bacon onto Kevin Bacon. He, he features in it as well. <laughs> it's a brilliant game, but it's just so simple and silly and, yeah, great fun. Oh, God. Isn't any other good apps that are keeping you occupied? Will you send us them in 0876797104? So Gardenscapes, there was also Hypermarket from Alana, and then MakeMeACocktail.com was sent in by... Oh, no, give the shout-out to Dean. Sorry, Dean. I missed that there. Listen, let us know anything else that's keeping you occupied on your smartphone or, smartphone or laptop, by the way. And you can drop us a WhatsApp and let us know. Um, on the way next, the, the question I want to ask this evening is, you know the way we're all working, a lot of us are working remotely, and instead of you know running down the office or wherever you're working to kind of ask a question, a lot more people are using email and obviously messaging and WhatsApping people, right? In a, yeah. in a business context, in your jobs context and work, should you use emojis in official business language and communication? Oh. So in your emails and texts to your, to your boss or colleagues? Um, I would always use them to my colleagues, but um, to my boss, no. But do you think they're appropriate in a business setting, in a professional working environment? Should you, in your emails to either clients or colleagues or people you work with, should you be using emojis? Probably not. I mean, probably not. But at the same time, it depends on the environment. I mean, if you're in a very serious... Business environment. Yeah, you're, you're not going to use them. But if you're in a more kind of laid back, you're not dressed in suits, you're in a more kind of creative, artsy place, then why not? Well, even if you are in a fancy business place with suits and a serious working environment, a psychologist has come in to say that you 100% definitely should be using more emojis now than ever before, even in those fancy emails to your boss. And I'll tell you why next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Okay, so you're in a fancy work environment. There's people with suits and it's really businessy and very serious and no one likes any jokes. Should you be emailing your bosses using emojis? Should you be texting your bosses using, using emojis? I would have presumed straight off the bat, emojis were unprofessional language. Yeah, I would have thought so as well. Now, in fairness, our boss is very sound. Well, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it does, as you just mentioned, you would have thought it would have depended on the context in which you're speaking. But now, because everyone is working from home so much, more emails are being sent, more text messages. And I imagine email chains are getting out of control now where you're like, oh, mother of God. And everything's getting really, really confused. Right. I would have thought you should not ever use emojis in a work environment. But a fancy college psychologist has come out and said, no, 
now more than ever is the time where you should be using emojis. You should be adding them into serious emails with your work colleagues and with your teammates and everyone that you work with or study with um, because it helps replace a lot of the face-to-face -face social cues that we are not getting anymore. I think that psychologist is trying to make you lose your job, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, um, how is that? No, I'm sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't transfer over to... Oh, that's what they mean. Oh, hilarious. How many times have you sent a message to someone and they've picked it up wrong? There you go. Or it comes off as blunt or standoffish or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Send, uh, yeah. Uh, that little arrow, or not the, you know, the hand with the, as in like, well done, good work. It comes across as a little bit pretentious. Mm, a yeah. little bit, you know, assholey. But sometimes... It on, even on Twitter or Facebook, but especially like in text to work colleagues, you can be worried that they're going to take it up the wrong way. And that you're asking someone, can you get this? And you don't want to come across a bit harsh. Or what about X, Y, and Z, right? Mm. So this this gentleman, right, doctor, and I can't pronounce his name. Um, He'll forgive you. Dr. M-O-I-T-R-E-E, Moitre, 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 Banerjee, Banerjee, Banerjee. Right, that doesn't matter. He, from the University of Chichester, wherever that is, said that, okay, there was an old famous study done before saying that 93% of communication is nonverbal. Did you ever hear that? No, I haven't, but that's so interesting. So, like, 7% is on the words that you use, but 93% is on things like the tone of voice you're using, the body language, the mood you're in, you know, all those type of things. Like, you can say, you can say yes, but mean no. You can say no, but mean yes. All those different types of things. Yeah, no, really? I know that, but um, yeah, I guess I mean a look could kill. There you go. So, mm -hmm. so a lot of our communication isn't just on the words that we're saying back and forth to each other. It's to do with the the nonverbal cues we're giving people. So the facial expressions and the body language and the tone of voice that we're using. Right. So what's happening now is if we're all isolated and locked away, and you're just emailing people twenty four seven, we don't get any of those social cues anymore. So we don't know whether someone is saying it seriously or saying it in jest or saying it kind of, I don't know what else you, you would say it in a work email or whatever. But this guy now recommends that you should use more emojis because they help to convey the facial expressions. They help convey the tone of what you're trying to say. And since we're missing that, emojis are now an essential part of your uh, communication repertoire. Yeah, but they're not unique to you. They're just generic. Oh, I know, but like, you know, they're you kind of... You send a laughy face and I send a laughy face. They're not going to go... It's not, you know, it's not like you laughing or me laughing. So they're not going to have that personal connection where they're going to go, oh, you know, we're, we're on to that. We're having the crack. We're having the banter. Oh, but, but no. they, they understand better than just the dry words on the page, you know? I don't know. I think it depends. Because they're I think we really all know, we, we all know certain emojis... Are, are generic. Smiley face is generally happy. The red angry one, probably not too good. The eggplant, <laughs> yeah, definitely a different story, right? The eggplant <laughs> is definitely not going to be showing up at an email to your director at one o'clock in the morning going, hey, no, what's going on? Well, I just still think that some bosses of a particular age Oh, you've been ages. Yeah, I am. Because there's some, some CEOs of big companies, you know, that have never used emojis suddenly you're going to start sending them emojis and your message is no. That's yeah. not going to go down well. How about that raise? Winky face, eggplant, rain. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Uh, I, I think they take that bad. Really? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't be sending I mean, the boss now here? You wouldn't if, be sending If anybody wants to give it a go, please let us know how you get on. But, you know, you might lose your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone was pulled up and told that that was inappropriate. Like, please stop sending me. (laughs) (laughs) So you're disagreeing. You're saying no to the emojis in your professional work communications. Yes. 100%. Oh, I don't know. I'd be all for them. More emojis, the better. Just certain people don't get your, 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 either your tone, either, uh, and they don't know what you're trying to say. And I think an emoji can help convey the mood that you're trying to express with uh, what you're sending them via email or text. I barely send a message without sending an emoji. So thankfully I don't work in a very serious... Business. Oh, this is very serious. But it is very serious. But as in... We're the number know. one radio station in Dublin. This is all hands on deck. <laughs> We're not wearing suits anyway. I think we so should. I don't feel... I don't feel I can't send an emoji. We should wear suits from now on, Saoirse. Serious radio for serious people. Okay, <laughs> We need full it. stops then. You need to stick in your full stops in your messages. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, that would be making it very serious, wouldn't it? But, yeah, no, I think, it, you know, keep going the way you're going, if you're listening. Don't be going into your boss tomorrow, or not going into your boss, but don't be talking on an email to your boss tomorrow and putting in laughy faces. I think so. Suddenly. Bang them in out of nowhere. Keep them on their toes. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. Well, if you're going to do any of them, put, like, random ones in. Like, you know the girl that's doing her um, Spanish dance? <laughs> like, stick her in. Yeah, I just got off the phone from the O'Brien account. Woo! What, what? What? What's going on? It's Friday. What do people know about that? I'm just trying to look at some of the other emojis here on my phone. Um, they're strange ones. My favourite one is the the moon face. The moon face is good, but also the two eyes looking over to the left, like Ooh. yeah, that that's pretty good. I use that quite a lot. That's actually in my most used. Yeah, I mean that would be a good one now in here. It's like you know, uh, hey Nobby, I took the station off air. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a... Mm. Um, other yeah. good ones, the old eyes raising to heaven. That that would come in fairly handy. That's you know? great, yeah. And also one that you could use that might um, give you some brownie points if you've done a good job in work is the angel emoji. Oh, you know, yeah. The halo. Yeah. You know, as in like, I'm a really good employee. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I'd, um, um, you know, you know, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, you can be... Uh, you can be... I was going to say... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? can be kissing ass using emojis as well. Oh, you can. Like, if you used um, the sticky out tongue one, mm. you know, that looks a bit cheeky. Or the clappy hands. You know the one uh, everyone will be using this one now? You know the googly-eyed ones? Oh, The guy's yeah. laughing with the tongue out and the eyes are all over the shop. The cross-eyed yeah. one is like, Rah! that's everyone now. <laughs> Week 78 of yes. quarantine. It is, if I mind. Actually, that's true. When did emojis ever come about anyway? Well, it's so random that we use these. Started off with text with just this semicolons and stuff, didn't it? And the brackets making the smiley yeah. faces. And then must have been one of the Nokia phones where it was like, oh my God, they actually have. Um, it's just weird. Like, there's so many of them. And there's so many I don't use. And there's very offensive ones. I mean, gotcha, I know, yeah. Just big eggplants now, my God. A yawning face. Is there a yawny like, face? You're boring me to death. There's a yeah. yawny... F- Where's the yawn? Where they have the mouth, the hand over the mouth. Well, you can either take it up as... No, it's definitely a yawning one. It's beside uh, the zippy mouth one. Uh, I would have thought that that was like... I didn't realise that was yawn. I thought that was like holding back a laugh face. No, because there's a holding back a laugh face one there. <laughs> a little bit to the left. God, these are mad. These are ones I've never used. Who uses the cowboy one? Oh, I don't know. Sorry, You've got to be... Getting all... You could also be really inappropriate and send the lips or the, the actual tongue. Yeah, do that. You know? Tongue eggplant and the squirt emoji let us know how you get on with the boss tomorrow morning and I guarantee you everything you wanted to get signed off signed off happy days yeah exactly
Um, a couple of more messages in here about apps that people are playing on top of the hyper... What was it? Sorry, Hypercart? What was that one to me? Uh, Hypermarket. Yeah. Sorry, Hypermarket, Hyper Alana. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm going to go download that and have a go. Uh, Dean has sent this one in saying, um, you can play... He's got Mario Kart and you can play multiplayer with your friends. Can you play that on your phone? Can you play Mario Kart on your phone? I'd say you can, yeah. Multiplayer with friends would be unreal. Yeah, actually, Mario Kart. I have to get back into that. That'll be a bit of crack now. That would be a bit of crack. Okay. Uh, well, listen, you can send in your thoughts about emojis. You can either send in a thumbs up or a thumbs down to 87 104 and we'll see what the overall consensus is about serious businesses and not-so-serious emojis. Harry Styles... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Oh, God, we're playing music there. We should be playing. It's uh, Cormac and Sir here on uh, FM 104. A uh, quick shout out to Daryl and Trisha Nugent, who said they're enjoying the show tonight. Lovely show. Keep up the great work. We will try our very best to keep up the uh, the good work if we can. Um, okay. We're just trying to entertain. Let me just let me just press a button to stop other music playing that isn't playing. And now I think we're good. Hang on. Hang yeah, on. Don't worry. Hang just on. live we'll just radio. Take our time here now. Hang on. Okay, that one's fine. There we go. My apologies. Everything is back to normal. We can uh, play this now and get it down a little bit. I've been looking at a little earlier on the show. You might have heard that um, Sirisha was in a band years ago and came up with a song called "The Goo Is Sticky." Yeah, I did. Uh, and now we found out that an anagram of Sirisha's name, when you jumble all the letters up and you rearrange Sirisha Long, you get rainless goo. Now, I don't know whether I need to go and tell the other two girls that this is what I'm doing, that I'm leaving the band. Listen, you know, listen. You we were five. Listen, don't worry about them. You are moving ahead. You are being proactive now. And they just didn't care about it as much as you did. They were holding no, you I back all this did. time, Saoirse. Or I, I did I come up say. with the name. You did. The Goo is Sticky. Uh, the Goo is Sticky. So I think The Goo is Sticky should be your first track from uh, from Rainless Goo. But I've just been looking for a, a few different beats and a few different kind of ideas about what you would like. Because seriously, you said you'd like it to be kind of hip hoppy if someone was to do up The Goo is Sticky by Rainless Goo, who's your alter ego hip hop stage name. Yeah. Like uh, hip hop would be my favourite. Right. So what about something like this, maybe? Would, would oh, this be something? I like that. Yeah, that's got a nice drop. Yeah, I love it. So this could be something about, you know, rain goo and the, the goo is sticky. Big overarching kind of vocal on that. Or maybe something, I don't know, like this maybe? Oh, that's good too, yeah. All very good and oh, solid wow, contenders. This very, yeah, this is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that has to be it. goo, mother! Sticky. Yeah, I think it work. And then you come in with a nice a vocal on that. We'll get. We'll, like, yeah. we'll pay some musicians to. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, and then DJ Khaled, <laughs> and, and then we'll, a true beat. So uh, there's one or two you other need the ones. Foghorn, you need the foghorn. Oh, hang on a second. Do we need the foghorn? Add that in. Uh, don't worry about that. We will of course add the foghorn in because out of nowhere it would just be just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. so the goo is sticky. Right <laughs> All right, I will play one more now. Out of these three, which do you think is the best? That's a bit porn star. It's a bit slutty, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. No, goo. it's too slow. Far too really? slow. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't mind it. I think it's, I don't think it's too bad. So, out of, you, you don't want this one. So, is it the first, second, or third song you want to go for then? The second one. Ooh, okay. So, this one. is it. I really like that. It's the breakout single from Rainless Goo. The goo is sticky. This is going to be, this This will be our beat for it anyway. Oh, it's so good. You can't go wrong with that. Any lyrics to go with that. Oh. Like it's actually saying the goo is sticky. <laughs> the goo is sticky. I love it. I mean, what is the goo? Who knows? That's the thing. When I was five, I was thinking of snot. It, yeah. Yeah. And now let's just leave it at that. Is, let's just leave yeah, it at that. The goo is sticky <laughs> from Rainless Goo. Who knows? I'll be up all night. Um, we're just, you know, remixing now that I'm bored and Do you know, actually, trying to be a DJ, producer. When that came out, that or sorry, when I came up with that song, at the time, the film that inspired me was Flubber. Oh, what was Flubber about again? The dolphin? Know, was Flubber a dolphin? Flubber kind of reminded me of Goo. It no, sounds it like Goo. Dolphin. Was it not, what am I getting, thinking of? What was Flubber? Wait, what was Flubber? See, no, Flubber was a green... Yeah, Flubber looked like a pile of goo. Flubber was like a jelly man. Oh. Thing. I'm thinking of Flipper, am I? Flipper was yeah, the dolphin. Yeah, Flipper. Flipper, no, Flubber. Flubber. Ah, close enough. Robin Williams, Flubber, remember? No. Yeah, well, that was out at the time that I came up with my song, right. so that was my inspiration. Okay, so um, if there's anything else, is there anything else you'd like in the Goo is Sticky by Rainless Goo? Um... I'd like some lyrics. I'm you know, I don't mind. Like most of the good songs that are hip hop, mm-hmm. uh, they just have the one line that they repeat. Yeah, that's the secret so, to a good uh, hip hop song. You know, I, I don't mind that adding in a foghorn. You know, maybe if you, yeah. I mean, if DJ Khaled could come on board, that would be I'll amazing. I'll see if we can get like if we can get a, a DJ Khaled a cappella, so we can just drop it in on top. It'll sound legit. Yeah, that I'd might love work. That. Who yeah. knows? I'm not going to pr- make any promises. I may not have this done by tomorrow. But I think we're on. Uh, we've got the the basis of it here. Anyway, this will be oh, your new song. News. I could be famous. You, you could uh, record a music video in your gaff. Oh yeah. And we get a whole choir to sing like Rainless Goo come in at the drop of the song. Actually, that's really good. And you know what I have? I've got like uh, kind of Play-Doh type stuff. Oh yeah, you could just. But I could pretend it's the goo. You could you could lay naked on your bed and just cover yourself in Play-Doh. You know, <laughs> just got to get provocative. What the record oh labels want. It's how we make our first million. Oh right, okay. I'll cool. just be the producer in the background, and you can just whore yourself out on the front with a bit Actually, of nudity. Yeah, I could have a goo-made bikini. There you go. I think we're yeah. think we're on to a winner here. Suggestive. It's provocative. It's going to be so. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon to a nightclub near you. Well, listen, um, that's it pretty much from us this evening. Uh, Jim Jim and I'll be back in the Strawberry Alarm Clock tomorrow. Oh, sorry, I told you how you can get a thousand and one euro. You can go and tell us what to be playing more of on FM104 or what to be playing less of on FM104. You just go and rate the music that we're playing here. So it takes about five or ten minutes to just complete a survey. FM104.ie forward slash survey. And you can have your input and your say on the whole station and all of our music, whether you want more or less of a certain artist or what type of music you want to hear. So if you complete that, you'll be entered into the draw and it could be the easiest 1,001 euro you will ever make. fm104.ie forward slash survey. We'll be back tomorrow night. Isolation race. We'll be back again and uh, you'll be um, in with a chance of winning a 150 euro one for all voucher. We'll do that at about 9.30. If you want to get involved, drop us a text with the word race in it. And uh, Shin A, I think. Yeah. Until tomorrow. Yeah, until tomorrow. And we'll leave you with the Select Irish track here from True Tides. We'll talk to you tomorrow from 9. Cheers for tuning in this evening. We'll talk then. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.